Blog Talk Radio.
Okay, good evening, everybody. Uh, there was a little hesitation there because I actually had something that was on. That's still waking my system, acting a little crazy, but we're going to make this happen. This is going to happen. So uh, if we get it interrupted here, I'll just cut it off real quick because I had another little small tape that I was going to play that I, uh, from Dr. Francis Cress Lawson that I said I would uh, attribute to her, who recently, legendary, uh, late a psychiatrist. I was going to play a clip of her, but it didn't take off, and uh, that's okay because we. We're doing just as well or better. Uh, today, we're going to start off. It is, as a matter of fact, thank you uh, for listening. I want to uh, uh, just thank everybody for listening. It, it's really it's, it's kind of taken off, especially since I've gone to uh, a network format. You know, all of the guests are doing well. The shows are doing well. Uh, quite a few listeners uh, listening in. Uh, I guess they're, you're shy. You don't want to call in, but that's okay. We keep it going anyway, and you're always welcome to call in. Uh, just so long as you're listening, we really appreciate that. So today, I have a honor to have returning our very own uh, We Are Everyday People Global Network, Global Internet Network, uh, our natural health advisor. She graduated from Hearst High School, Chicago, Illinois, and uh, just very, very deep and very knowledgeable in her subject matter, which is natural health prevention and remedies. I want to welcome again Sister Medina J. Nance. Medina, thanks for joining me again. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor to be on the show, Keith. And, and of course, and as you know, there, there's always a lot to talk about concerning health. A lot we need to know, a lot we don't pay attention to, that uh, which is all a part of uh, really appreciate you coming on and share this knowledge with us. Anytime. We're going to uh, jump right in. And, okay. yeah, absolutely. We're going to jump right in. And uh, we, we were talking before the show. I was I was talking about cholesterol and uh, and diabetes, high blood pressure, diagnostic, diagnostic, and so forth. And you mentioned that this particular month uh, it, it pertains to uh, health issues. Can you kind of take us into that a little bit? Yes. February is Heart Health Month. And heart disease, that's our number one killer. So this is a perfect opportunity for us to talk about maybe uh, preventing some of these things or even if people have different aspects of heart disease, cholesterol, blood pressure, you know, arrhythmia, hypertension, all of those are under the banner. You know, we can talk about how to, to, to get rid of them naturally and how to maintain, you know, good heart health. Well, I guess it's a matter of uh, a starting point. Uh, I guess you can we can talk prevention. We can talk uh, uh, remedies. Uh, but th- there's a starting point when it comes when it comes to that. Uh, where do you? I mean, people come to you from all different angles. They 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 think they may have an issue. They may have an issue. And you had to jump in and pretty much kind of figure out a particular formula or program that is fitting for their particular situation. Is that correct? That's true. And and I love your intro with that, Keith, because as you said, you know, you want to address, um, you know, the real issue. People a lot of times want an antidote, and there's nothing wrong with that because that's what we're used to. We're used to going to the doctor and getting a medication. Um, and medications will stabilize you, but they don't heal you. 
like, say, for instance, heart disease or high cholesterol. Um, I just posted on Facebook about how now the um, statin drugs, those are cholesterol-lowering medications, how they are causing um, even more damage to the system. I mean, years ago, and I'd say maybe this had to be maybe six, seven years ago, I remember looking at the news, and it was scrolling at the bottom of the screen, and it said, uh, warning, statin drugs damage the liver and damage the muscles. And it was ironic because I just had a friend of mine call me up and tell me that they had just put him on a statin drug, Simvastatin, and he was on it 30 days and they had to rush him to the emergency room because all of his muscles had just atrophied. They just failed. And that's kind of scary. And he knew it was the medication. And he's a young man, you know, he was going to the gym, working out. And he said that was kind of scary. So I, I told him, you know, uh, after I saw that on TV, I called him up and I and I told him, I said, well, they just put a warning in the news about statin drugs depleting muscle mass and causing liver damage. So what I thought I would start off with, if you don't mind, Keith, are um, seven signs of an unhealthy heart. And then maybe we can just briefly talk about some things we can do to prevent uh, hypertension, heart disease, and high cholesterol. Absolutely. I want to say first, if anybody wants to call in, I see we have callers out there anyway. I say you kind of look like you're kind of shy, but that's okay. We're glad to have you on listening at least. Uh, the number is 718 718-664-9513. 718-664-9513. If you want to chime in, just make sure you press the number one on your keypad. I'll pick it up and we'll get you right into the show for any questions you may have. Okay, Medina, uh, you can go ahead. All right. Well, now this is interesting, and um, it's it's called Seven Signs of an Unhealthy Heart, and we want the warning signs so we can do something about it early. Number one on the list are sexual problems like ED, erectile dysfunction. Um, A lot of times men are, you know, kind of leery or, you know, they don't want to talk about it, but I tell them, hey, look, that's an easy fix. But my main concern is I'm worried about your heart. So that's number one on the list, sexual problems. Number two, sleep apnea and other breathing problems during sleep. So that's number two on the list. These are signs of an unhealthy heart. Number three, sore, swollen, bleeding gums. A lot of times when people brush their teeth, they might see blood. And they think, well, maybe the toothbrush is too hard. Well, who would ever associate that with signs of an unhealthy heart? Number four, puffy or swollen feet, ankles, or legs. Sometimes it's referred to as edema, water retention, where you see puffy, swollen feet, legs, and ankles. That's that's one of the signs of an unhealthy heart. Number five is irregular heartbeat, or it's called arrhythmia. And I do have people that come in and they've been, you know, diagnosed with arrhythmia, and sometimes they'll put them on hypertensive or heart meds. Number six, constriction of aching, constriction or aching in the chest or shoulders. So when people have that constriction or tightness in the chest and shoulders, that's a sign. Number seven, Shortness of breath, if it's an ongoing thing. 
shortness of breath. Now, these seven signs are important to us all because a lot of people have heard some of these signs for, you know, signs of a heart attack or a stroke, but they don't relate it to the fact that maybe it's an unhealthy heart and we can start doing something about that. So I just wanted to start off with that first key so that people mm-hmm. would know some of those signs so that we can start working to prevent it. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it, I now, think that's in, I'm sorry, go ahead. Are you, no, I was going to say, I know personally, you mentioned when you say sleep apnea, that kind of, that always uh, uh, triggers a, you know, a reaction for me because I had that. And before I started working out, I mean, I, I snored loud, loud as hell. <laughs> I mean, and uh, just simply, you know, working out, changing, you know, eating habits and, you know, a couple of dietary supplements. And uh, I don't have that problem anymore. Thank you God. Know, it's, it's amazing. Because 20, it's, it's 20 a- years ago, you rarely, if ever, heard of sleep apnea. Now, all of a sudden, people are thinking that they have to sleep with a machine over their face at night. And that's not good. I, I first uh, I had a niece. She called me up and told me that they diagnosed her. And like you, I told her she's going to need to make some dietary changes. And for a lot of people, they just tell you to lose some weight. But losing weight doesn't mean the same thing as changing your diet. You could change your diet and eat less of foods that aren't good for you. So you could lose the weight, but, you know, you'll be a little healthier because it takes pressure off your heart. But if we don't eat healthier, you know, we have problems. It's the mucus. I tell people with sleep apnea, it's a lot of mucus. So cutting down or getting rid of that dairy, it helps a lot. Yeah, I, I found that the good cardio exercises, especially the treadmill, was a, was a big help in getting my wind back. It, it seems like it just opens everything up. And it just flushes yeah, the snoring that's, out that's of your system. Yeah, exercise and circulation. Yes. Yeah, they, so I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling the people it works. I mean, a lot of yeah. all these medications, I mean, some medications I'm sure are necessary, but there's a hell of a lot of them that aren't. I mean, it just takes a, a much more of an effort, individual effort on your own part. To yeah, not only happen. that, med- the medications are necessary, but long-term. That's the question. Should we be taking them long-term or should we take them short-term to stabilize, and then do like you did, change the diet, start to get more exercise, because that gets oxygen and circulation, and without that oxygen and circulation, heart attacks and strokes are common. Now, another one, uh, you mentioned, number one, you said was ED, and I think uh, there's a lot of brothers out there who, 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 whatever they're doing now, they probably stop what they're doing, and they're really listening to this show now. (laughs) Oh, so, uh, and and women too, you as, know, because yeah, yeah, you know, it's, women are concerned about it. Just like I see some men who might be a little concerned about PMS or menopause, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so, it's true. Um, what I say to men is 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 what you just said, Keith. The 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 the, the light the diet and lifestyle change is first and foremost because you can take a drug that'll give you a temporary solution. But if you don't get to the root of the problem, it'll be ongoing. Well, the first thing, first thing, brothers talk about is that is that blue super under, the underdog super energy pill, and they say, uh, you know, they have the nerve 
uh, out here in the barbershop. Man, they talk about if he's still happening after four hours to call a doctor. They say, I'm, I'm making some phone calls, but I want people to know dog on doctor. You know, that's what I hear a lot. So, uh, yeah. What? Yeah, and you know what? I, I remember seeing a movie <laughs> called Love and Other Drugs starring Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Anne Hathaway. And in the movie, they gave you the backdrop story of how the drug Viagra came on the scene. It was actually a hypertension medication. It was a, a, a what we call a vasodilator, and I don't mean to sound like I'm a pharmacist. I just see a lot of people on medications. I help them to get off Monday through Friday. But a vasodilator is a drug that dilates the arteries and quickly gets the blood to rush through the system. So it was developed for hypertension, but when they saw what it did for an erection, they were like, ah, forget about that. You know, men are going to love this. We're going to make money, and they didn't care about health. So, you know, I tell men there's some natural things you can take, but instead of us just jumping right away to what you can take, I love how you opened it up, Keith, with you made diet and lifestyle changes, and you no longer had the sleep apnea. Right. And that's a that's a powerful testimonial, and I hope everybody hears that, that with some simple diet and lifestyle changes. Now, there are some natural things, like I say high-potency garlic. High-potency garlic is one of the greatest things that most people can take. It helps to lower cholesterol. It helps to lower high blood pressure if there is if it's due to cholesterol or plaque building up in the arteries, it also will prevent a whole lot of colds and flu and viruses. They call garlic Russian penicillin. It's really very, very potent. I've been taking it for some time, and, you know, colds and flu, you know, well, I don't even worry about flu, but colds have stayed away. So it's multidimensional, but high-potency garlic. Another thing I would suggest to people is, um, and I use a certain brand. You know, I'm not trying to do a commercial, but I use this brand for their potency and quality because they're one of four companies in the whole world that takes everything through a test to make sure we don't get genetically modified, we don't get all of the, you know, crap that can come through foods because herbs are foods and vitamins and minerals are natural sources, you know. But I use Nature's Sunshine brand, and I use vitamin E with selenium. And we actually have some great choices for men that I call natural Viagra. But whatever I suggest for them, I always have them to make the diet lifestyle changes and take that vitamin E with selenium because vitamin E with selenium is one of the best preventatives for heart attacks and strokes because it actually will break up blood clots, help dissolve blood clots. It keeps your arteries um, healthy. It keeps them pliable because arteries can get hard due to that cholesterol and they can rupture and break, and then you've got strokes and heart attacks. And, of course, blood clots. That's how we lost Heavy D, you know, one of our greatest. I miss him dearly. Um, he had a blood clot that went to the lung, and he died so young of pulmonary embolism. So I tell people, why not spend a little bit of money and take something on a daily basis that can help prevent 
things. I take vitamin E with selenium daily. If I skip a day, I come back and make up. Okay, so you know I didn't what? Know I, I just recently started taking. I just recently started. Well, not recently, but I think since the last show that we did, when you mentioned vitamin E, I've, I've been uh, taking vitamin E. I also take ginger with allicin. Are you familiar with that allicin? And what what well, the uh, well allicin a l i c i n. Yes. Allicin yes. is something natural that comes in garlic as well. And when they have the odor free garlic, some of them they'll take the allicin out. So. Yes, I'm I'm familiar. But what I try to do is I try real hard. It's hard sometimes, but I try hard not to treat the herbs and vitamins and minerals like drugs because on Facebook people will inbox me and say, oh, I got this or they got that. You know, what do I take? And that's a drug approach. I tell them it's much better for us to discuss what causes it. High cholesterol we know is caused by a lot of the meat and dairy, and it's more so the quality of the meat and dairy. And the cooking oils, we're eating a lot of the bad fats. So another thing that, you know, would really people would do well is, is to get some good fats in your life. You know, get omega-3 by way of flaxseed oil, uh, coconut oil. Uh, if you get good quality olive oil, you know, get some good fats in the system because they battle those bad fats. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I recently just had uh, my my checkup myself, and uh, the doctor had said that I had my cholesterol level was a little high, and, and nobody ever said anything to me about being di- diabetic on my sugar count, but they mentioned that the sugar was a little high. And they, they asked me if I wanted to, you know, go natural if I wanted to take medication. Now, you know what I told him. <laughs> you know, I'm do this natural. Well, at least, he, at least he offered a choice. That's great. Right, right. Because, right. like, you know, most so, people do not hear that. They don't hear, do you want to go natural or do you want to take a drug? Because most people would not want to take a drug. But I think a lot of people opt for the drug because they – Maybe they don't want to change their diet or they're not ready to change their diet or they don't feel that they can. But again, Keith, going back to that high-potency garlic, Nature Sunshine has one. And by the way, if you guys decide to go online and order, give them sponsor number 570-244. That's 570-244 so you can get 30% off. They don't charge you anything, and they don't have automatic debits, but that account number, 570-244, will get you 30% off of anything. But that high-potency garlic, it lowers cholesterol naturally. See, what I don't like about the statin drugs is they pull all the magnesium and the CoQ10 out of the body. And CoQ10 is what helps keep your cholesterol, you know, balanced. And, and, and magnesium also helps with those muscles, and that's what the statin drugs takes out. It depletes the magnesium, and it depletes the CoQ10. Hmm. So, you know, I tell people these are things we can't afford to have deleted because our soil here in America has been depleted since the 40s. And you would never think, looking at America, because, you know, we've got a weight problem here in America, so we don't equate nutritional deficiencies with Americans because we got a lot we eat a lot. 
but our food is, is empty. So I tell everybody, if you're not taking minerals, please start taking minerals. That's why we have so many thyroid issues and other kind of problems that we didn't have before because our organs and our glands, they're starving. They aren't getting the minerals, so we have to supplement them. We have to take extra minerals because I know some people say, well, I'm eating better, and I'm like, well, good, your body's going to respond. But most of the problems we have, they're nutrient deficient. We just don't have, Uh um, you know, the minerals. So I suggest people, you know, uh, like I said, spend a little bit of money and do prevention. Can you give give them a little, because I know a lot of people will not really, when you say minerals, can you kind of break that down to get uh, for those who may not really understand when you say minerals, what that Well, you know what? There's a documentary, and people can go to YouTube and watch it. It's called Food Matters. Food Matters. And in Food Matters, Charlotte Gerson, who is a nutritionist, and she actually has, you know, a whole health care system in um, Mexico, she explains to people how we need something like anywhere from 70 to 90 trace minerals that we're supposed to get from the soil because that's what happens. You know, all of our food comes from the soil. It comes up one way or the other. If you eat meat or you're eating produce or you're eating grains, the genesis is in the soil. So if the soil has been depleted here in America since the 40s, and she told us, she was saying, look, we tested it. It's only got about two or three minerals in it. On top of that, pesticides and herbicides and chemicals. And now we've got genetically modified new seeds and grains. So you can get it in liquid form. We carry a really good one. Nature Sunshine has one called ionic trace minerals. Ionic means they absorb into the system really quickly. So we have it in liquid, and it provides 70 trace minerals. Some people, you know, don't want liquids. Maybe it's more convenient. We have tablets called trace mineral maintenance. So there's, you know, different ways to get your minerals. But I tell people we've got, we're mineral deficient. And I see talk to so many people who've had their thyroids removed. A lot of people have diabetes because these organs are starving. They don't get the minerals, so they can't function properly, and we never get that talk. Heck, we don't even get, you know, sent to nutritionists after a diagnosis. So it's a, that's why shows like this are important so people can see what we're up against and hopefully do prevention, you know, along with a treatment. Let me ask you this question, and this is, this, this is just coming to me, and I think a lot of brothers don't know this and haven't had not thought to know about it, and I want to just pop this question. Uh, you know, as, as men get older, they go through, you know, physical changes and so forth, such as ED, and you have to deal with that. But what do what does men need to understand about what the women are going through? And I know you, you, you go through the menopause and the change, but emotionally there's probably some type of adjustment also that, men don't particularly understand, so not prepared for it, and they react uh, in a not-so-good way to it and, you know, perhaps cause a conflict. I'm just wondering what we need to understand about females and what they go through as they go up in age. 
I know if there are the women that are tuned in are saying, God bless you and thanks for asking because, yes, men go through hormonal changes, but nowhere near as many as women go through. And I speak to all of the younger women. When I say younger, I mean like women who are 40 or 45 and under. Um, they and, and it happens even faster than that for some women. I've talked to some women in their late 30s and early 40s who are already going through menopause. But menopause isn't like PMS. They're both hormonal imbalances, so they can affect you emotionally. You will have mood swings and, you know, the the best way I try to explain it to people is we had an Asian professor, and he asked us a question. He said, do you think that the food that you put in your mouth has an effect on your brain and how you think and feel? He said, or do you think the thoughts that you think manifest and affect your health physically? And while we were pondering it, he waved us off and he said, ah, that river runs both ways. So I I, I brought that quote up and that question I mean up because, you know, the foods that we eat, they're affecting us mentally. And the stresses we're under, they affect us physically. That's why they say stress is a silent killer. So menopause for many women, I won't say all, is a very stressful time. Um, because it's, it's, it's not like PMS. Women, uh, it's, it's mainly the thyroid, too, that is affected where that gland affects your body temperature and not just your body temperature. So a lot of women get hot and cold. They have night sweats. They're fanning all the time, and their skin is itching. They get dry. Um, so not only do they have things like that, but... They also, the thyroid rules your metabolism. So whereas a woman, when she was in her 20s, 30s, and 40s, could eat, she had a metabolism that would burn those calories off, after 40, 45, for some women maybe 50, they can exercise and eat less and won't lose a pound. And that brings us back to those minerals. The thyroid was starving for so long without the minerals that by the time women go through menopause, they're in trouble. So what I say to women is is get in those essential fatty acids. Liquid flaxseed oil should be a woman's best friend. It's great for men too, you know, but liquid flaxseed oil is an antidepressant It also helps to prevent fibrocystic tissue growth, like those lumps in the breast and in the ovaries and uterus. It also helps to calm down that flame of fire. And I say, you know, get you a a good two or three tablespoons in a day when you first start. And once you feel better, then level off to one tablespoon a day. Um, Another thing women can do is get those essential things like CoQ10. I've had women tell me, you know what, as soon as I start taking the flaxseed oil and the CoQ10, I feel like night and day. Other women, they need to get that magnesium in. So, again, we're talking about just essential things that we needed, but we got away with in our youth, but now that we're getting older, we can't get away. And I say we because, you know, I'm peeping around the corner at 60. I just made 57 in December, and 
you know, I, I, I knew these things were coming, so I worked on them. I didn't avoid everything, but I avoided most of it. So, you know, how, how I long a period of time is that? How long a period of time is this PMS and menopause and the, the, the issues that you that you go through? I mean, is it a year, months, years? Uh, what's it? What's uh, these are things well, I just never varies. never knew. I just, it, well, it varies from person to person because different women true. go through different things. And when you when we try to put it in a nutshell for everybody, it's not the same. Like in high school, you know, I can remember um, having friends, and, you know, we wanted to go places, you know, and some of them couldn't go because they'd be double up in pain with their monthly cycle. And if I knew then what I knew now, I would I would say to them, you know, well, when your cycle rolls around, let's make sure that we eat good whole foods. As teenagers, we were drinking pop and, you know, some of them were eating candy bars and eating fast food because we could get away with it. But another thing that would just knock it straight out is magnesium. Magnesium. I tell people if you go to the gym and you work out and your muscles get sore, if you get a cramp in your leg, if women have monthly PMS where they're in pain, simple magnesium will knock it right out on out. And that just goes to show you how deficient and starving we are. Because if we were getting it, we could prevent it. We wouldn't have the issues, but but because we do have them, putting it in the system will counteract so much. Now, but it's the diet. I have a cousin of mine. It is the diet. We can prevent and, and, and do a lot just through the diet. I hope everybody has juicers and starts using them. Now, we're going to actually, I was talking to you earlier, and I have a cousin who uh, his wife decided to go vegan, and as a result, he being the supportive husband that he is, he's going to go vegan also. They just started. So I said, you know what, I'm going to ask Medina about this. When you talk about going vegan, uh, what are you going to and what 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 are you getting into when you go vegan? What are you eliminating? What are you bringing in? Well, basically, the difference between vegan and vegetarian is vegan, you eat no meat, no dairy, nothing that comes from an animal. Vegetarians don't eat any meat, but they might eat something like, um, you know, a little cheese or a little butter or some eggs. You know, that's the difference between vegan and vegetarian. But what I say to people is is make sure that you're getting good, healthy sources of protein because all your life, let's say, for instance, you're 35 when you decide to do it or 40, all your life your body has been used to getting protein that way. And all of a sudden it doesn't. And some people it might be, you know, starving for protein because it's not getting enough. So what I suggest to people, we carry something called spirulina or either super algae. I suggest those and also B vitamins. We have B complex. I tell people, if you're going to become a a vegan, utilize these. And if you're not eating a lot of beans and greens, you know, things like kale, Swiss chard, you know, getting those green vegetables in and a lot of beans to get your protein. You can even get grains like quinoa. You know, that's a healthy alternative to um, a lot of the wheat 
A lot of people are hearing adverse things now about the wheat because we've got the genetically modified wheat now instead of the wheat that our grandparents or great-grandparents had, and it's causing a lot of damage. So I say to people, if you want to be vegan, start reading the, the labels of the food that you eat. And I don't care where you shop. If you shop high-end Whole Foods or more reasonable Trader Joe's and Mariano's, or even if you're just going to your local store that has a good variety. Always read the ingredients. And it's important you drink plenty of water. And, you know, people only think of in terms of eliminating the meat, but we need to think in terms of eliminating the sugars, this genetically modified food, because when I hear people always say, oh, well, you know, that's a question people always ask me, are you a vegan? Because I think that's their t- test question to see, are you eating healthy? And I tell them, I know people who are vegans that come in and they have issues too. So it's not what they're doing, it's how they do it. Some people just decide to cut back and they don't eat meat or either maybe eat wild-caught salmon, which is rich in omega-3, you know, so... I try to tell people it isn't so much the meat that's bad, it's the quality of the meat and how much we eat. Our diet here in America is 70% meat. That's what the meal is, whereas in China, they eat meat, fish, everything else, but their meat intake is 30%. And then there are other little things that we do too, Keith, and this is real important. I hope people remember We have a tendency to eat and drink at the same time, and to add insult to injury, we'll drink cold drinks, like ice-cold water and ice-cold soda or pop. (laughs) And um, in, in Asia, what they do with their meals is they have warm tea, or they follow the meal with a, a warm soup. See, when you drink cold things while you're eating, you help to congeal the sludge of the bad fats that we have a lot of in our diet. Interesting. So that's not good. That's that's causing heart disease. So it's good to space eating and drinking at least 30 minutes apart. And if you're going to drink something, you know, it's okay in the wintertime, I mean the summertime, to have a cool drink. But the, the ice water, and I used to drink just nothing but ice water all the time. I loved ice, but it, it wasn't good. I stopped it. That's interesting. I hadn't, hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. Those, I mean, these me little you, things you, big difference. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So I say go for it. Go for the veganism, but make sure you're a healthy vegan. Get those B vitamins in, and, and nutritional yeast is something that's good to use, too. You know, it's rich in B vitamins if you don't want to take a B complex. But I think it's good if people have meatless Mondays and cut down on the meat or try veganism, but just be a healthy vegan. Eat a good wide variety because, you know, I've seen vegans and they eat a lot of meat substitutes. I'm like, vegan means vegetarian. You're supposed to eat a lot of vegetation. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we, uh, I got a couple more questions. Uh, I was going to take a quick break uh, and an old school break, if you got a minute. Medina, you, you okay with that? Oh, for sure. Okay. Hold tight, everybody. Uh, if you have, if you want to call in, if you have questions pertaining to health, this is the time to, to call in. We have our health expert, our health 
Natural Health Advisor, on the line with us, Ms. Medina J. Nance, and uh, 718-664-9513. Hold tight, and we will be right Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com, one word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. 
Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. Okay, and we are back, and uh, of course, when we took that break, guys, I definitely have to pay tribute to Earth, Wind, and Fire, and uh, Brother Maurice White. And you know what? When I, uh, it's amazing sometimes that when you hear of a person's passing, uh, then you really, it really, you really tend to absorb all that uh, energy that they had given to you that you just never really took time to focus on or you took it for granted and you just kept living, you're living and doing what you're doing. But when you, when you hear of a particular person passing like brother Maurice White, I'm telling you, it took me all the way back to uh, childhood uh, through high school and the power of the music of Earth, Wind, and Fire, the lyrics, the, the musical arrangement, the vocal harmonization of that group, man, it had to be one of the greatest musical contributors in the history of music. And uh, Maurice White, man, I'm telling you, uh, when, when you look back and think of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then you, you come back to the day and you hear what they call music out here now, it, it, it's, it's really, really, really sad that we've gone to where we've gone musically. Yes, there are some great artists. Don't trip. I ain't talking about all artists, okay? I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to go there. Maurice White, rest in peace, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire are still rocking and rolling. And uh, I just wanted to get that in. Uh, Sister Medina, uh, you know about Earth on the Fire. Tell me what you think. Oh, man, I, I almost didn't want to come off a break. I mean, that takes me back to high school and my time. And I love house music because it's keeping a lot of our R&B from those days alive. And I just, I was so crushed to hear that news, just, you know, especially after losing Natalie Cole. Yes. I I, yes. I love yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, if people step back and think about it, it's like Stevie Wonder. They they uh, contributed a lot to the soundtrack of our lives. And it's like when we lose them, it's almost like, oh, no, we're losing our music. We're losing our grip. We're losing our hold. And, yeah, you uh, feel like you've lost it, a member of your family, but we have lost a lot. Yeah. But thank goodness for recording devices. Thank goodness for audio, video recorders, because it, it, it can live on and it keep rocking. Earth, Wind, and Fire is still there. If they come into your town near you, I highly recommend them. They still get down. Yes, yeah. they do. So, Medina, I wanted to ask you about, uh, we, we, we have a caller ready to come on. I'm going to ask you this question first before we get the caller in. Uh, what, are, you, are, you, are you a proponent of the three-meal-a-day syndrome that, we tend to have, that we've grown up on? I mean, is that sensible? Is that proper? Are we, have we been taught wrong or taught right if it comes to three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and so forth? That's a good question because uh, if, if you think about it, they, they when I say they, I mean the um, American Dairy Association cut a deal with the Board of Aid. Mm -hmm. That's who taught us how to eat and what to eat. They gave us the four food groups and told us we should eat three times a day. Now, if a person has low blood sugar, you know, then they tell you to eat smaller meals throughout the day. So I'm not going to put everybody in one category, but let's just say the vast majority of people would do better with less. And I would really want to focus on what we're eating because people need to eat a big, bigger breakfast and lunch and a smaller dinner if they're going to eat really? three times a day. 
But I've got a lot of friends who eat one meal a day and do fine. I myself periodically like to do juice fast, and people juice fast. The only word they hear is fasting, so they think I'm starving, but they don't realize in one 8- or 16-ounce glass of juice, I have more more nutrition, you know, from that than they would from cooked meals all week long. So in answer to your question, I think we need uh, more quality food and, um, yeah, a, li- a little less of the volume because we got a lot of volume, but it's, it's, it's not necessarily giving us what we need. Well, we, were, we were raised on, okay, you get up and you fix some pancakes and eggs, Sausage, or you may have some biscuits and eggs, and sausages, and, and bacon, and uh, a glass of vitamin D milk, whole milk. Uh, I, I mean, what do you, what yeah, do you that's recommend? That's the four like, food groups. And if you stop and think about it, remember the first two that they put all the emphasis on was the meat, because oh my gosh, you won't have strong a strong body if you don't eat meat. You won't have protein if you don't eat meat, and we know better now. And then. What was next? The dairy. You won't have strong bones and teeth and healthy skin. You won't look vibrant if you don't have that calcium. So protein and calcium was at the top of the list. And last was your fruits and vegetables because grains came in. And I'm like, come on. So they told us 50% of our diet should be meat and dairy. And we followed it, and now what's wrong? Our number one killer is heart disease, which comes from meat and dairy. But I just want to add in that the reason why my grandparents and their parents could eat meat and dairy and get up and have some, not that they ate pancakes every day, (laughs) but they could get up and and, and eat what they ate is, is because the food was better. The The soil wasn't deficient back then. It was a better quality of food. And if you look at a place like Canada and Europe and Asia where they have, you know, universal or something similar to universal health care, they take better care of the people. The people eat better. But here it's the exact opposite. Hmm. So, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because if you watch documentaries like Food Inc. I used to show one in the 90s on my VHS tape called Diet for a New America. Those are some good documentaries. Diet for a New America, Food Inc., Forks Over Knives, Food Matters. They really show us what we had back then and what we have today. Then people can see the link. Oh, that's why we didn't have all that cancer back then. We have a drugstore here, Walgreens. When I was younger, it wasn't a 24-hour drive through Walgreens. It is now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a whistleblower because, like you, Keith, I want to see prevention. Yes. I don't mind, you know, letting people know what they can take for certain things, but I would much rather that, you know, we have a generation that prevents them. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's almost like uh, I was going to say the difference between food yesterday and food today is almost like the difference in our music between the times. Because as you were talking, I was saying, man, that sounds like our music. 
you know, with so yeah, much nutting, there's, there's so much and, and I have to say this, you know, when they start cutting the programs, it's kind of off topic, but briefly, when they started cutting the programs, the, one of the first things they did was cut the arts department. Yes. So, you know, our music began to shift and change because if you don't have arts, you're not teaching music and arts in the schools, then come on. I mean, you know, oh, people. You know, people are creative people. You know, particularly black people. You know, I mean, all people are creative people, but we're, you know, you just don't come in and cut the arts program. And that is a whole. That is a total. That is a three-hour show right there, plus some. I intend to do because I know this may be off subject too. And we're going to take our caller in as soon as I say this, but. Uh, Nobody's talking about it. No, nobody. The, the people who have the power to do something about it, uh, isn't it obvious that the arts were taken away? That the uh, there's no moral uh, uh, teaching. There's no conflict resolution, anger management, critical thinking in the school. Don't they know that? Well, I sit here and talk yeah. about it with regular but people all, all the time. But we're going to have to talk about it. And you're going to have to. Yes. You're going to have to have another show. And I hope you invite me to talk about something that's scary that's happening now: the vaccines. That's a, that's another show, you know but but you need to address that because no one's talking about it and it's becoming mandatory. Medina, let me tell you something. The, the, the clip that I was talking about to open the show with Dr. Francis Cross Boston pertained to that. But you know what, uh, brother Carl, hang in there. I see you there, brother. I'm a, I'm gonna play this clip right now, real. It's not a long clip, but she talks. She's gonna talk about that. And I'm gonna ask you about that when we come back, Medina. Got about, about three minutes. Here we go. Well, uh, I think that, um, you know, as a physician, I would not say to a parent, do not get your child vaccinated or do that. It is the parent's choice because there are many children. I talked to a person in my office a short while ago, and this young woman was saying that she didn't have her children vaccinated and that a number of her friends or acquaintances had children who were autistic. Uh, so people are very worried and very concerned. And to the extent that biological warfare weapons are made and certain populations are targeted, it's a tragedy that people have to have these kinds of Concern. So I tell people that they have to, you know, they have to consult their inner person, get as much information as they can, but the decision is theirs. I mean, can you imagine a physician encouraging a parent to have the child vaccinated and then the child turns out to be autistic? And when I was training in child psychiatry, 1966 to 1968 in Washington, D.C., at Children's Hospital Department of Psychiatry. Autism was so rare that I had a child was assigned to me that was autistic, and this was a white child. And it was so rare to see a case of autism that all of the psychiatrists and physicians would come to look at this child because you would hardly ever see a child that was autistic. But now things are quite different. 
And so there has to be some explanation as to why. And autism is a very, very serious and disabling developmental condition. And so parents have every right to be concerned, and I think it's a tragedy that they have to have this kind of concern and that uh, pharmaceutical companies have so much control that you don't know whether because of the amount of lobbying they're able to do because of the monies that they have available, um, people just don't have all the information and physicians don't have all of the necessary information. So I say that parents have, you know, they have to think about this and they have to make their decision. That was the late legendary Dr. Francis Chris Welsing. Medina, what, what do you think about that? I think that was very well said. And considering that she's in the field, you know, a lot of times people in the field don't want to buck against the very system that they have to work in and for. So I love that because she laid out for people, you know, that in 66 and 67, autism was rare. But if you think about it, in the 60s is when it the, the vaccines became mandatory in the schools. I actually have literature that I give to parents, and I just gave uh, some to a lady today. She has a new baby that tells people about what's in the vaccines, how it affects the body. It even compares to Japan, who when Japan saw the fatalities and the problems, they stopped the mandatory vaccines in the 60s. And they even warned the parents. They said, look, if you travel abroad and go to America or someplace where they vaccinate, at least wait till the child is two years old. I mean, my, my daughter, Kiki, when she had her baby, she, I'm sure she doesn't mind me sharing this, um, the first one, um, she told them no vaccines. And when they came in and tried to offer her the vaccination again, because when their babies are a day old, they want to give them hepatitis shot, she said no. She said the doctor leaned in and whispered, good decision, mother. He whispered that in her ear. So, you know, I tell people, go on YouTube, look at the history. There's a, a documentary called The Story of Vaccination. It breaks it all down. It tells you what's in it, how it affects you, how vaccinations came about, the whole history of it. It's called The Story of Vaccination. Because, see, I have literature I give to people, but I tell people, do your own research. Like she said, do your due diligence. Because I've had too many stories of parents tell me how their children were perfectly healthy until they got these vaccines. But people don't know what's in them and how it affects us. Once you find out what's in them, I doubt you'd want them at yep. all. Yep. Yep. Nobody asks any questions or vaccination time. Okay, you know, go ahead, get your vaccination and leave. Don't ask questions. What's in it? How do I know that? Give me some documentation. I'm going to bring on our caller. I appreciate uh, Brother Carl hanging on in there. And uh, here we go. One, come on, come on, system. Let's go. System has a bad attitude today. Maybe system is going through. <laughs> it might be the weather. Oh, here we go. Brother Carl, how you doing, man? You with us? 
Oh man, I'm good, Keith. Long time no hear. I'm I'm good, Keith. Likewise, man. You? Glad to hear you, man. Glad you call in. Oh yeah, Medina, how you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm good. You know, I hear from you all the time. I appreciate the responses and everything that you give me. You know. Oh yeah. But yes, um, what I wanted to touch on that that lady that that get that um, analysis of of shops and whatnot. Welping. Yes. What was her name? We didn't Dr. have Francis Yes, we didn't have that problem back in the day. And and the reason being is I guess remember when we when we had all our inoculation shops and whatnot in the sixties? And you know oh, yes. it seemed like everything was then was more safe at the time. You know. Like Medina was saying that now it seems it seems as though the system What's the medical system that's called uh, the pharmaceutical? It seems like the pharmaceutical companies, you know, they all hooked up with, with, with government, you know, and that's what the problem is right there. The pharmaceutical companies, it's all about the money because right now if you, if you look at late at night, all the commercials, all the infomercials, and, and all the uh, stuff that they've been trying to push on you for different uh, uh, ailments, you know, all about the monies now. And that's probably why, you know, you're going to get now, uh, you have a, a higher rate of autism, you have a higher rate of uh, Down syndrome or whatever, you know. And that's, you know, that's, I understand where this lady was coming from. That was a good uh, piece that she gave. You have to be very careful on how you uh, treat your kids. You give them certain shots now. Absolutely. Um, you know, any anything can you, happen, and they can get sick. You know, for life. So that's you know, that was a good thing. Can you hear me? You're breaking up a little bit, but I want you're breaking up a little bit. I want you to hold on because there's some things I, I, def, I want to talk to you about definitely, if you can, after uh, uh, I talk with Medina. So are you able to hold? Okay. Stay on. Yes. Okay, you there? Okay, yes. Yeah. Hang on in there because uh, I'm going to come back to you. And we, I also have some topics I definitely want to talk to you specifically about, especially the okay. water situation, since, since you're in okay. that, that's the field that you work in. Hang in there, brother. Okay. I'll be right back with you. All right. All right, Medina, you with me? Yes, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And, okay. I, and I heard okay. what he was saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love, uh, you know, like I say, you, you talk about Natalie Cole, you talk about Maurice White, and then uh, Dr. Uh, Welsing. You know, I had the honor of, uh, she gave me an hour and a half interview when I first started doing this show that I treasure now. And uh, she, I just love the way she breaks it down. She goes against the grain. She tells the truth. And uh, just a great, great, great black woman. Man, great woman. Did you say her last name was Wilson? No, Welsing, W-E-L-S-I-N-G. Welsing. W e l s i n g. I want I want yeah, to take her name because I really love the way she broke that down. That was that was all. Oh, she has tons of uh, informative lectures and uh, audios on Facebook. Any you you listen to her and uh, uh, you'll hear a whole lot. Dr. Francis Chris Walsing was a legend. She was a legend. I I am on so my we'll, way. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. She she knows her craft like you know your craft. Both great, great, 
black women. Folks, Dr. Francis. And she's she's on the she's on the inside track. Yes, sir. So what we'll do, we'll give you that opportunity, as we always do, at the end of the show, at the end of the particular segment, to give you a closing statement, and uh, then we'll take a break and continue on with the second segment. So, Sister Medina J. Nash, you got it. Well, I want first. I want to want to thank God for always being able to share information. It's it's an honor to be a servant and always share information, especially if it's going to help people. And I want to give my number out just in case anybody wants to either avoid or to get off medication or even if it's dialysis. My number is 773-324-4372. That's 773-324-4372. Um, as Keith said there, you know, I've got uh, quite a few pieces on YouTube where you can get information. But I just want people to know that we can stop you know, this rise in heart disease, diabetes, and cancer by changing our diet and lifestyle and by cleaning up our past. I was diagnosed with lupus and chronic fatigue back in 95, but I never took a medication and I still don't take meds today because that was my wake-up call. Let any health crisis be your wake-up call for you to change your diet, lifestyle, and start supplying your body with what it needs. Because you can't replace it. This is our vehicle. We're going to be in it till the end of the ride, so we have to take at least as good a care of it as we do our cars if you do drive. So I thank you for having me on the show, Keith, and um, you know, I thank the listeners for tuning in. Thank you for coming on, Medina, and uh, hopefully this won't be the last time. We'll keep on uh, pushing information out there, and hopefully it's uh, sinking in with some people, and they'll get up and maybe start changing their uh, habits and working out and whatever they're able to do uh, to make their life uh, uh, physically and, as a result of that, mentally better. So thank you so much for coming on, Medina. I appreciate you. Much respect. Thanks for having me. We'll have to talk about those vaccines. Oh yes, we'll definitely be working on that next next time around. That will definitely be the topic. Take care, Medina. Talk with you later. All right. Take care and have a good night. All right. You too. Okay, that was uh, another great black sister, Sister Medina J. Nance, uh, expert natural health advisor, and uh, she is part of our uh, We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network. And I am humbled and happy and proud to have her on. Y'all hold tight. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Brother Carl Sanderson. Carl Sanderson is a uh, Chicago Water Works engineer. And I'm just curious. I have some questions to ask about uh, this Flint situation. And as it turns out, it's not Flint, man. It's snowballing. It's getting going all over the place uh, with this poison water, with this lead water. And uh, it's, it's deep. And I also want to talk about some other things uh, with Brother Carl and the caller, if you want to call in, 718-664-9513. I'm going to talk about uh, a few things. I've got something to say about this uh, sheriff who uh, criticized the Beyonce uh, halftime show and equated it to the Ku Klux Klan. I'm going to talk about uh, a little bit about Bernie, Hillary, and Trump, talk a little bit about Cam Newton. Uh, I want to talk about uh, uh, what's happening next month in Chicago, this March election uh, with Anita Alvarez, and it's, and it's scaring me because I'm not feeling uh, the reaction that I was hoping to feel as it winds down to the time of this election. So hopefully uh, something will happen and we will wake up. Uh, also, there's a few things. Hopefully we'll have time 
going to talk about a little more. I won't go into them because if we don't get into them today, I can get into them on the next show. But you all hold on, and we will be right back with Brother Carl Sanderson. The gun he held got him expelled. He will never return, for he has earned street recognition. 
for putting ammunition into so many others, hurting so many mothers with a gun he found just laying around. Now the table has turned, because his mother just learned her son lay dead from a bullet to his head. Carrying a gun doesn't make you number one. A finger on a trigger doesn't make you any bigger. While you squeeze and fire, let another child lay dead. Some say with nerve, justice was served. He got what he deserved. While a mother and or father cry tears that flow like water, then tomorrow someone's daughter becomes a victim to the slaughter. As we bury our young, those knowing turn and run, not wanting to snitch and tell who fired the gun. Red light cameras have a perfect view. Over the line, the ticket mailed to you. Blue light cameras on poles everywhere. Do they even function or are they just up there? We call on politicians and the leaders of religion to start up a petition to pray for intervention and hold to the conviction. There is a resolution to give us a solution to save this generation from a plague of destruction, this violent eruption of not living life, just ending someone's life. Give them a voice to tell why they make this choice. Let their story be told about being so cold. Let them talk about their pain so that we may gain an understanding why so many had to die. An understanding why they think if someone dies, it will exterminate the lives of the colors they despise, which in truth is a disguise. It's a symbol worn for lack because no one had their back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take this city back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take our city back. Take it back. And powerful words, powerful words from our South Shore High School alumni poet laureate, Sister Deborah Allison. Sister Deborah Allison. Beautifully spoken, beautifully said about the state of us, too many of us. Brother Carl, how you doing, man? Oh man, I'm good, man, Keith. I'm good, man. I was yeah, that was Deborah Allison. I thought that was Deborah. Man, that was powerful. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, yeah we're gonna bring was, on I'm, this is Brother Carl Sanderson. Brother Carl Sanderson is a South Shore High alumni. We actually graduated in the same class and uh known Carl over forty years and uh same person. Uh, both of us we're just older and smarter. <laughs> Brother Carl, man. What's going on in Flint, brother? I mean, uh I mean, we all know what's going on in Flint, but I mean, with you being uh, working in that industry, I mean, how, how do you explain this thing, man? When, when when you heard about what's going on, what what, what comes to your mind when you heard about uh, this water situation in Flint? Oh man, when I first heard that, it was I almost like the first thing I thought about was our plant. You know, I thought about Lake Michigan in the city of Chicago. But but I I knew better after after reading and and doing my research and and checking out Governor Snyder and all of this just to try to save five million dollars, if you were looking for some the water supply should have been off limits. Because when you're talking about making budget cuts based on the water supply, no, that's a no no because people lives you know, are involved in this because you need this water. And I tell you, with all the lake water 
all the lake water is, is some of the safest water in the world. Just like in Chicago, Lake Michigan, we have one of the best filtration centers in the nation. In a lot of countries, they come over and and look at our filtration center that we have at 1000 uh, East Ohio, Chicago, Chicago Waterworks. It works, man. It's, it's, it's great. But going back to Flint, here's what happened. And because I'm sure that the lake water was nice and it was ready, it was fresh. Now, he's making, he's trying to save this money. And so what happened was he went and decided to, look, we're going to get some of this river. We're going to substitute this river water from this lake water. But in essence, by him doing that, he had the, the river water going through the same pipes as the water as the lake water was coming, and that river water was contaminated and contaminated with lead so bad that it destroyed the pipe the piping system. And when you can destroy the piping system and that water, that lake, that bad lake water flowing through the, uh, through the system like that, uh, that's what yeah. happened. Water was poisoned. The water got poisoned, and a lot of people got sick, and he did it for a, a while where – you know, people was getting sick and probably didn't know what they what they was getting sick from. Because the lake water right now in 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 the city of Chicago, I will run that lake water coming from Lake Michigan. I will run it and and I let it run for a few minutes, for five minutes, then I will drink it because I'm that confidence in it. Because see, the water from the lake it comes out about it's about two or three miles out, and we got these uh, piers. We got them. We have two of them. We have two plants. We got South Plant, which is on 79th, which you guys are familiar with, Rainbow Beach. We call that one South Plant, and we got Jardine, 1000 East Ohio. We pour water. We have two cribs. We got cribs like two miles out. We pull our our piping system. Uh, we pulled our water through our piping system like two miles out because that water is more fresh. So when we pull that water out and it comes into Jardine, which is one of our purification center, and we have one called Soft Plant on 79th Street. My son, he works there. So when that water comes in from the lake, we get they get a lot of fish and different things come there. We treat that water with uh, alon, chlorine, um, uh, what is it that we use for teeth? It's a, it's a, we, we, we treat that water. Yeah, fluoride, right. Fluoride, uh, chlorine, alum. We treat that water as it come in. And when we treat it, it goes through a process. It comes through and it goes through a process. And when it goes through that process, uh, that water, it goes through a process, and when it goes through that process, it's tested before even before they even let it come in to the into the uh, city, okay? Because we have chemists, we had a lot of we have maybe about mm, ten or fifteen chemists uh, on hand at both facilities. They there doing the testing every day, every day, and so now go ahead, go ahead. So let, let me say this. You know that now our oh, yeah. piping system. Here's the here's where the problem comes in with Flint. Our piping system it comes in and it our piping system's been changed 
Remember about 25 years ago, we had a big uh, system where we was uh, doing the waterworks piping system change all over the city, and we just got through doing another one. Right, and we just got through doing another one. So our piping system, man, is excellent here. It's it's excellent. So we're not going to get a lot of people. You might cut your water on, and you might get a a little rust or some little rock, but that's not from lead. That's from your water just being staying stationary. You see, because when you draw, when you at home and you ready to draw your bath, you cut the water on and you let it run for a while. Anyway, before you get your hot. So when you turn your, we push water to the curb. Where I work at, I'm at a pumping station, and when we get the water coming through the pipe system, we get it, and I pump. When I get the water from the west side, I pump that water to the residents. And, when the, and the residents, they cut their faucet on when they're ready for it. We have one of the best filtration centers in the world. Now, that and what happened in Flint should have never happened. It's a travesty, and hopefully, I'm hoping that they bring the governor, bring the governor to Washington, D.C., and sit him down and make him answer some questions, some serious questions. And if not, I wouldn't charges would decline. Wouldn't common sense okay. tell them if you're going, if you're going to change the water source source from one thing to another, the first thing you do is test it. That's what I can't get. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, how, how, often, how, how often do you? How often do, does in Chicago? How often do they take the water through tests? Is that they a constant thing, daily thing, every hour? Every day they test it. Every the water is tested every day. When that water is treated, when it comes through, it goes through a process. And that water is treated and tested every day. They test it every day. It's treated and tested every day. That's what I'm saying. We have chem- we have chemists. They're right there. They you here's what they do. They they make a field trip for the younger kids throughout the city, the public school system. The kids they come there. Mm-hmm. Not only from the public school system, but from all over. All the kids they come in and they and they see how it works. We bring them in, they do a field trip at both facilities, and you can see how the process goes. It's a, you, have to, you have to see it, man. It's unbelievable, man, because when I first got involved and I saw the process, it was like, wow, it's unbelievable. But Chicago, I will give Chicago, despite of all our other uh, travesties and, and things that we've been having going on, our, our water system is, you don't have to worry about that. Because I will myself, I will cut that water on and let it run, and I will drink that water out of, out of my that tap water out of my faucet at home. I would drink. Are it you if I, I, are you able to take guests to the filtration plant? Um, to the water plant. I'm, I can, I can yes, I can get over there. I probably can do that. You know, I have to do a request. <laughs> the reason why. Okay. Yes, you know what? I'm gonna tell you the reason why. The reason why, every since 2001, when we had 911 hit, it used to be a little looser, a little open. But every since, that's how good the city is with that. Now, we don't play with the water. You know, they don't play with that. That's that's like a terrorist alert situation. As well as we guard that, the city guards that. We have homeland security you know, at our behest if we need them. But they got that water, man, and uh, and that's a good thing. 
ever since ever since nine one one hit, two thousand one, they've been guarding this water and it's been and they don't cut a whole lot of stuff off where you can't get to the water. And you know, you can't if you think that like I work at a pumping station and, and if they think that they can come there and if some terrorists or whoever can come there and poison that supply, absolutely not. You you're not gonna be in order to poison that supply, you're gonna have to have large amounts of uh, poison to support in this supply. We have so much. The, you see how how much water is out there in Lake Michigan? It, it'd be really hard. I mean, you got to have uh, a large batch of uh, supply of poison in that water, man, coming out of that Lake Michigan. I so, guarantee you, one so, way or the other. Yeah, and I and I and I and you know. I have to and not trying to be biased towards Lake Michigan, but I, I, uh, I can really say that we're safe. We're safe here. The common ground here, which would be the internet connection. What is going wrong? Well, let me and let me say this: most of the lake, the well, lake water okay. is the best. Uh, the, the, whether you from whether you get water from Lake Erie, I will lake keep on going. Michigan talking. It doesn't matter where you get the water from in those lakes. The Great Lakes is the best. They're the best in, in all the United States. Oh, yeah. Hey, Carl, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Were you able to uh, Were you able to hear me talking just now? Were you, were you still talking? Because I thought I lost you. Yeah. I, was, I was actually yeah. going to go to a yeah. break and try to get you back. Yes. Yes. yes, I did. I heard you guys talking. Did you miss I me? Mean, you, you, you hear me talking? Yes. Did you hear me talking about... Going to a break to see if I can get a hold of you. I'm just trying to see where I was as far as uh, the broadcast. Could you hear me talking about I that? I yes, I, yes, I think I heard you say that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because you, you you kind of went blank, and I wasn't sure because I, I have I have a primary and a backup, and I was actually trying okay. to go to a break, and it's not even playing it's not even playing my song, so I wasn't I wasn't I'm not sure what's going on, but we're just gonna keep it going. I won't take the break right now. But okay. Let me let me ask you this, man. You're you're in Chicago. I've been I've been stressing. And really trying to open people's eyes up about this upcoming election uh, next month for Alvarez. Now, I'm I don't I'm not in Chicago. I've been uh, up in the Kansas City region for the most part, so I'm not there. But I do know that I'm not feeling the vibe I was hoping I, I I'm feel, I'm hoping it's because I'm not there. But I'm looking for it, and it doesn't seem like the energy is really there to do what we need to do, man. Am I on to something here? Am I missing it? Or what, what do you think about that, man? I feel the same way. I feel that it's not out there. It's, it's mainly the number one campaigning is going on on Facebook. That's what the number one campaigning is going on for. Um, that's a bad thing. Kim Fox. And that's, it's not out in the streets. Now, because if it was out in the streets, I think Kim Fox ought to have her people out here every day with trucks because it's it's coming up in March, March 15th. And I think that she, yes. she needs yes. to get out here in the streets and that she needs to come in the communities. And we got to get these brothers and sisters that don't normally vote. We got to get them off their asses. Excuse my French. We got to get them off their asses, and we got to get them out here so they can vote for Kim Fox. Because right now the media is helping Alvarez out because they're they're oh, out here you. talking about that Al- that Alvarez is uh she's leading and she's this, she's 
You know, it looks it, it might looks good for her to win again, and that's what they want because if they can keep Everest, because Everest, she caters to uh, FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police. She's in bed with them. She doesn't care nothing about the community. You know, it's, no. it's evident in no. the Laquan McDonald situation. So, you know, she has to go. And it's and you're right. I don't have. I'm not getting that feeling, but I do get the feeling on Facebook. Now, everybody on Facebook is that going to be enough? And then no, you have this no. other white woman. They got this other white woman. She's running too, and she has. She done yeah. poured uh, some black uh, population. She done got. She done circle herself around African Americans, and I noticed that she's she's doing her commercials now. In one of uh, Alvarez's commercial, I don't like corny. She's painting Kim Fox in a negative way, and she really don't even know nothing about Kim Fox. And she's saying that Kim Fox did this and Kim Fox did. Kim Fox haven't did anything but been honorable with what I know of her. And and I I believe that we can pull this off, but but we got to get the people out, man. Well, they got to come out. Uh, you can pull it off, man. I, I, I hope so, man, because I'm telling you, and I've been trying to, the last two shows, I ended my show talking about that in detail, that the history of Chicago mm-hmm. is next month. It's next month. The history, if, if she wins, and, and, and what's going to happen? Well, I'm afraid it's going to happen. These other two candidates are going to split the vote. Alvarez is going to walk in. And if she is the skunk that she was before this crap, and if she wins the election despite all this crap. Oh, you, we in for it, man. Y'all, it's, it's Chicago. Not we. What Chicago's in for it? It's over. Yeah. Hey, man. And you're right. It's getting to the point is we don't come out here and get the people and gather the people and start winning uh, these elections. This state's attorney thing to me is a small. This is small. If we can't pull this off. We're gonna be in trouble. That's Absolutely. all I'm looking at. It. We got to be able to pull this off. We have to pull this off with Alvarez first, because we can't talk about getting rid of Ron if we can't get rid of Alvarez. You know. Well, now, this, this, this is, that's the baby step. Next month is the baby step. That ain't even a big right. step. Like you said, that's the baby step. If we can't, if we can't take a baby, <laughs> a baby that's step. That's we how we're gonna get rid of Ron. Exactly. Yeah. So, hey, I hope man, people, I, I hope. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. You're right because I'm. I wasn't feeling that either. I was like, but see, here's the thing, Laura Washington, she needs to stop it too because Laura's like, well, um, Alvarez might have a chance to. Laura, stop talking like that, you know. But but I understand Laura getting paid. That's what she's there for. Laura Washington. She's there to be a critic. She's supposed to be some kind of political, you know, adversary, and she's supposed to know all the ins and outs on everything. She's not, I don't like how she's talking because she's talking like, well, if we don't, um, Alvarez has a good chance of winning if the community doesn't come out, and, you know, we know that, you know, but that's Laura Washington. You know Laura Washington. Cross-eyed woman. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. I'm very, I'm, I'm very yeah. familiar with Laura Washington. I'm familiar with all these people that. Uh, yeah. 
I don't and know. I, I hope people. Uh, yeah, they I bring just don't up. Think they bring up. Yeah. So you yeah, know, I'm, man, I'm, 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 I'm just. I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna just move on to the next subject on that one because we both know what's happening on that. I just wanted to get that out there for people to uh, okay. consider I'm and uh, take a break from whatever and get out, get their asses out there and do what needs to be done because this is very, this is a, one of the most important elections in Chicago history, probably the most. Yes, but it now, is. Yes, one, one thing that one one thing that I've been reading about and it ain't uh, we got a whole lot of issues, but so what? You know, we we both go to barbershops and we have conversations at the barbershop from. Mm-hmm. on every variety or whatever, so we're going to keep it going on this show. But there's been a whole mm-hmm. lot of talk. I had an opinion, and you had an opinion, and uh, very, people have had an opinion about uh, Cam Newton's reaction uh, after the Super Bowl loss. What 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 was your original uh, thought, and has it changed? Has your thought changed from that original thought uh, to this? Here's my take on it. Now, Cam Newton, okay, he went into the Super Bowl Thinking that he had a sure victory, and that's what got that's what that's what did it, man. And my thought was, hey, man, I said I said this to uh, some of my coworkers. I said Carolina gonna have a problem with that defense of Denver. Did you see how that mm-hmm. defense hit Tom Brady's ass? And and, and Tom yep. Brady couldn't do Tom Brady couldn't do anything. They came after Tom Brady, and I said that that's going to happen. That can happen with Carolina, and they and it did happen with Carolina, and they got their butt kicked. Was um, the kid man? He's twenty six years old. Yes, he's a spoiled brat. He's been winning. He's not used to losing. He's he's won the Heisman Trophy. He came and kicked butt. He won the. Um, he won the college uh, bowl game, the uh, college player of the other year, but he won the big game, and and yep. he come yep. a long way because he had, let me say this, he was at Florida. A lot of people don't know this. He went to University of Florida on a football scholarship, and guess who was there? His, guess who was the starting quarterback? T- Tebow. Tebow won two oh, football. Oh, yeah. I mean, he won his ball. He played with okay. Tebow. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, he played with Tebow at Florida, and so what happened was he knew he had the talent, so he left. Rightfully so, he left Florida, and he went to some uh, junior college for a minute. And then after he did so well in the junior college, Auburn brought him on, and so he had one more year. He did a one year Florida, one year just junior college. He was all everything. So he went and played one year at Auburn. And he did it. He came there, he did it, and he won the national championship, man. And that was great. And he also won the Heisman, the best player in the college ball. Well, and I, so, for, and he always has this temperament. This, uh, he loved the Superman thing and all that facade. He got all of that, but his heart was broken when he lost that damn game. Now, when that, and and it wasn't Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is an old man. He was getting beat up in that game. He he was it wasn't Peyton Manning that whooped him. It was that defense. Oh no, the defense whooped him. Them, them brothers from them brothers from Denver, Colorado, from Denver Broncos, they kicked that butt, man. And so what happened was he was upset. And so they was doing another press conference, right? You could hear through those curtains. So they was doing another 
press conference, and and he heard Chris Harris stating that, yes, he tried to throw them passes and them passes, and that wasn't going on today, and we put pressure on them. And he heard that during the questioning that he was getting questioned, and he didn't like it, and he walked on off the he walked off the uh, off the com off the mm-hmm. uh, interview. And so you know what I, you know what I that, thought about that. Uh huh. I was I was just gonna say that I thought my my whole thing was this, and it was and, and I was amazed at some one thing that gets me about some people is the first thing you want to talk about is well, when when this mm-hmm. white quarterback did that, nobody said nothing. I'm sick of that. I, look, I ain't, mm-hmm. we ain't talking about Peyton Manning, and I'm not. And Peyton Manning has nothing to do with uh, the, the image that is projected about us. His image don't carry over to, to us as black people. I'm concerned about Cam mm-hmm. Newton and, and our image. So damn right. Peyton Manning and, and, and all that people talking about what Peyton Manning did. I don't give a goddamn. I'm talking about Cam Newton. My whole thing with Cam Newton was, dude, if you're gonna get up in there and dance in the end zone and put it in their face like that. You better man up and you lose. And with the girl, he reminds me of a kid who can tease somebody, but as soon as somebody teases him back, he want to fight. You know. Right. So that's the problem I had with it. So I called it a piss right. ass attitude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He he was he was spoiled kid, and you know what? He learned something from this because now exactly. he hopefully he can he can humble his shit and tone it down some, tone it down because now. You're gonna be a. He's gonna be there a while. He's 26. He's gonna be 27. But here's the thing, though. Let me tell you something. It's not written in stone that he might not make it back to the Super Bowl. Don't you know it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl? But he he got a good chance of making it back because of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. They're both of theirs. They declined it. So Russell Wilson. Cam Newton, what's the brother for Minnesota? He's up and coming. What's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Bridgewater. Bridgewater. But, but you know, in, it, it looks good, people of color, coming in as quarterbacks now. You know, only because they're getting the opportunity that they should have gotten years ago. You know, instead of you might have one, you might have one James Harris and, and one um, – What's the brother that won one about twenty five years ago? Played for uh with the Grambling. Doug Williams. Playing. Doug Williams, yeah. Yeah, Doug, Doug Williams. Williams. Yeah, Doug Williams won it. He was the first one to win it. But you know I uh, had... So Cam, you know, okay, Cam other than that, I think Cam would be okay, but he just got a wake up call. And he was shocked because it shocked him because you know, everybody was expecting him to win because they had been beating everybody real bad. But that defense, man, was nothing to play with. That defense is nothing to play with. You see, <laughs> the brothers came now, number 21 to lead. He should have got thrown off the game when he snapped the guy's face mask and slung him out of bounds. I would have I'd have threw him off the game, but some of the guys said he, he wasn't supposed to, he wasn't going to get thrown off that game because that game – you know, that's a big game. So, but when you snatch somebody face man like that and sling them out of bounds, you're trying to hurt them. And that's, yeah, and that, that was a no that, that, that's, that's one of them <laughs> Indomitian Sue, Sue moves. But uh, we, we're going to keep it moving. I'm going to ask you another thing about uh, something that I, okay. the halftime show, I actually enjoyed uh, Beyonce. I thought that other guy, and I, I enjoyed Bruno Mars, uh, whoever, the, I forget who the other group was, they could have kept him in the, under, the, under the stadium. 
But uh, okay, I really got to I got to give kudos to Beyonce for for seeming to have a black conscience, man. To and who'd have thought for her to come out there representing the Black Panther Party? And who'd have thought that these assholes would have reacted in the way that they do, especially this House Negro cop, a uh, sheriff from Milwaukee? I, I had I thought I had downloaded the clip. I was going to play it, but I don't have it here. But uh, anyway, he, he he equated that performance to the Ku Klux Klan, saying how would uh, black folks feel if, if, if a group came out there with uh, sheets and hoods on and did their thing. And that was the most ignorant-ass thing I ever heard from a black uh, a Sambo House Negro, man. Yeah, did, man. Did you hear that? Are you, was, you aware of that? It was. It was. I, wrote a, I think I wrote a piece. Yes, man, that sheriff, that dickhead sheriff, man, he had the nerve of him to make that comparison about um, – he made the he made the comparison about – um, if white folks would have came out there, man, don't even make that stupid comparison, man. That was a that was legit what she did, man. I appreciate Beyonce, um, coming out the way she did, man, because that shows oh, me, yeah. that shows me that she's proud of her heritage, and she's she's a she's you know as she's getting older, she's starting to realize that that she could be treated like Tiger Woods, you know. It, it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire, uh, you, you're a billionaire golfer, and they look at you as a Negro at the end of the day. They don't care how much money that her and uh, Jay-Z have made, you know, amassed, you know, over the years. They don't care nothing about that. But, you know, that's why, you know, it's I'm glad, and now it's, it's, it's continued to go. It's boiling over now because now, that I'm hearing that, uh, of course, this Serena came out with her gear on. Did you see that one? Uh, no. So no. Serena Williams, she came out with her Black Panther gear on today. I yeah, didn't know that. She got her eyes on, and she right because she's from Compton, and Black and the Black Panther Party was big there in Compton. They fed a lot of kids. Oh yeah. They took care of seniors. The Black Panther Party was great. And here's, you got these white boys and these white girls, they just don't know that. They don't know the history of the Black Panther Party. Only thing they looking at, they looking at this image is where it's these cool brothers with leather jackets on and these tam, black tams on, they looking at them as some kind of game bangers. But they was bigger than that. They was bigger than that. They took care of the community. They was trying to get, they made sure that elderly people got uh, medications and whatnot. Their philosophy was they had ten rules. They had ten uh, statements that they went by, and they was all positive. And and here's what here's what they did with Ronald Reagan, was the governor of California. They stormed on Sacramento, and they had their guns and their rifles with them because at the time you can bear arms, and they were just trying to I show them that. that. Yeah. They was they was and they walked on the stuff. Did you know that? That's what a big uh, country. I, I, I remember that, yeah. And, they that, that, walked, and that's they they changed the law. Right. They went to the state capitol in Sacramento, and they just wanted to prove and show them that, look, we what right. we're doing is within the law. And so there's nothing that you can do to us because we're not hurting nobody, and this is our this is our right. So this is just like Lynch came out today. You know, we're mostly what we've been victim of they have violated us for the first the first right, amendment. 
the Fourth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment. We've been violated big time, and this is why Sister Lynch, Attorney General, came out today and made a statement today, and that's been in that all those violations come from the Declaration of Independence, seventeen seventy six, and this is now yeah, we I, get some, I, you know, yeah, I hear you, I hear you, but I, I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm just saying for her, for her to be a mega superstar, one of the greatest entertainers in the history of music, in my opinion, uh, to come out like that was super, super deep. And I hope that uh, some of the youth can, can pick up on that and, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe hopefully it'll get through to some. You know, it starts a little by little, and I think what she did was outstanding, and I don't give a damn what the other people have to say about it. I really don't. I really don't. Kudos, mm-hmm. kudos to Beyonce and keep up the good work. And keep on spreading right. the message, and uh, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. She uh, I love she has too, told, she has won you me know, over you know in the media. Because she got a good brother like Jay Z. Now Jay Z might not. He's 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 in the background. Jay Z pulling the screen because Jay Z is a black man from the projects. So he already know. He know that he got to be conscious. You know he knows that he's a smart guy. Yeah. He might not. A lot of people might not yeah. like him. But he makes his money and he makes his decision on what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. But a lot of people don't like him because I guess he's not. Well, he can do, I guess he can do, for me, from my point well, of view, I would like to see him do more in the community. You know, just like I would like to see Michael Jordan. I would like to see Michael Jordan do more fan, in the community. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! You know, well, I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of Jay Z, but I have a lot of respect for him. I do, have a, I do respect him. I don't dis, I don't dislike him. I just don't. I'm not a right. fan of his music. I just don't feel his music. Right. Beyonce is great. Right. Let's, I'm, right. I'm gonna try to take this break real quick, and we'll come back and we'll close it out. I'll get okay. a closing statement for you if you want to think of something you might want to put out there and share, and maybe one or two more topics mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to cover with you. But let's see if I can get this uh, old school. Message in. Let's see if we can do it. it could take. Oh yeah. There we go. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. What's up, bad girl? I'm going to the home.
And we are back. And before we get back and close it out with Brother Kyle Sanders, I do want a couple of things I want to say personally. I want to say happy birthday to my oldest granddaughter, Jasmine, Ariana Bledsoe, freshman at Loyola Marymount, L.A., California. I'm so proud of her. She is the kindest, sweetest young lady you ever want to meet. And uh, I just I love her with all my heart. Happy birthday, Jazz. And speaking of jazz, how about that? How about that lead-in? Uh, Mo Better Jazz tomorrow night in Chicago. If you're in Chicago, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. If you like jazz, if you love jazz, you have a world-class jazz venue in Chicago on the south side, 75th and Phillips, right on the corner of 75th and Phillips, called The Quarry. They have a program of, uh, with a founder and owner, Brother Darius Lawrence, South Shore High alumni also, uh, presents Mo Better Jazz every Friday night, 75th and Phillips. Tomorrow night is my personal favorite band, Brother Audley Reed. The Audley Reed Band is performing tomorrow night, $10 to get in. It is secured parking. Uh, security is there. And I'll tell you, it, it is one of the most beautiful venues for jazz at any event that you can go into. When you walk in there, it's like you're walking into another world. It's like you're walking into a world of the Harlem Renaissance when they had the Duke Ellington and the Cab Calloways and the Louis Armstrongs and all the, I can't, I'm getting all, all, all the great jazz musicians and jazz bands back then. When you walk in there, you'll get that feeling. You won't feel that uh, tightness and that vibe that you can get sometimes around being around our own people. And you know what I mean. When you walk in here, you will feel love and you will feel togetherness. It is a beautiful Beautiful place to be. Uh, it's got a restaurant right there. You can order food. They got a nice bar. It's all right there. It's beautiful, beautiful setup, beautiful arrangement for the room. It is clean. The bathrooms are sparkling fresh. Get to the quarry if you can tomorrow night, seventy fifth and Phillips, seven o'clock, and check out Brother Ali Reed and the Ali Reed Band, world renowned saxophonist, world renowned, world class band. I highly recommend you all check it out. It's only ten dollars to get in. Come on, you can't get that. You'll pay that more than that for parking going downtown. Show some support. They have a thing going on on the south side in the South Shore area. They really do. Maybe maybe a renaissance is developing from this seed right here, but you gotta support it. Get out there and check out the Harley Reed band tomorrow night, seven o'clock, seventy fifth. And Phillips at the quarry. All right. I got that in. Brother Carl, you with me, brother? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to work tomorrow, and I'm going to be there. It is a beautiful, beautiful place, man. 75th, oh, yeah. 75th and Phillips, right there on the corner of 75th Street, right around the 74th and 8th, where I came up, where I grew up at, man. And so it really, it's really a special something for me to have gone back. I went there about uh, three weeks ago. I was in town for a minute, oh, and I, yeah. I checked it out. Yeah, I and uh, I checked I out did. Chuck Webb. It, yeah. It is, it is, it is, it is we, beautiful. Okay. Man. So let That's me, what else, where did I want to go? I wanted to close out with a couple of things, or do I? Because uh, a couple of these guys is going to mean another show. I, uh, I'm i going to talk about what I'm going to be doing next week. I'll say that much. I have... I had planned to play some clips and pertaining to Bill Cosby, and it has nothing to do with the, the sexual jibber-jabber that's going on. I'm talking about before that when people were tripping about uh, things he said about the black community. 
And okay. I, I was going to put some comparison. I was going to put some comparisons on that and tell people to you know chill because other people, prominent black folk, are doing the same thing Bill Cosby doing. What Bill Cosby did was from love. And I have a clip to play. I'm not going to go into it today, but I'm going to set it up for next week. And at the end of the clip, he's telling people that the youth is trying to tell us something, but we're not listening. Which means he that questionnaire, to me, is supporting the youth, even though he's telling the truth about how they're acting, which other people have done, but people don't look at these other black folks the same way. But anyway, I, I, uh, that's a whole other show. It's too late to get into it now. But okay, Matt, you know what I saw today, Brother Carl? I, I saw that I didn't realize that Chicago has a tax on tampons, female tampons. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, yeah, they yeah they tax on that, and and that's a and that's a lady. Um, they call it a lady, not lady. It's a lady item that they're gonna ban. They're gonna take that off. They're gonna they're gonna stop that. They got to one of the aldermen who came up and said, "No, this ain't right." All the lady personal. You gonna have to take. Chicago Chicago was so screwed up. They they have they're the only they have a city tax on gas. That's why the gas in Chicago is higher than in the suburbs because they got a city tax. They they have a, exactly. a tax. If you want to if you want to be a manager in a restaurant in the city of Chicago, you there's a mm-hmm. tax that you have to pay for that. Yeah, the truck drivers yeah. Oh, pay yeah. a higher we, tax in Chicago. I mean, we have the highest amount of taxes that, in the United States. <laughs> and they always talk about they ain't one. got no goddamn money. That's a, that's the thing that gets me. They always they ain't got no damn money. They always got to do something. They have to do something else because they have to pay all these mm-hmm. damn uh, criminal uh, uh, all these payoffs for the cops and all mm-hmm. the under the table of corruption. Yeah, that's where the money's going. Right. They have money, man. They got money. The city got money. Let me let me say this. You get a chance to mention it, but the city have can generate money, man. That body of water out there in Lake Michigan, don't you know who we sell to? We sell to all of our suburban. The only person that we don't sell to is Everston because Everston, they got, we're the intimate domain over that Lake Michigan. And Everston, they got, they got some to the Everston make their own off the lake. They got their own filtration center right there by Northwestern Uni- uh, University. Other than that, we sell to everybody. We sell to Wilmette, uh, all the suburban areas. They buy from us, you know, from from the from. Well, they from, they um, they they're getting the money. They are loaded. They're getting the money. They, they, they ugly money. Amen. The water department making ugly money from selling that uh, Lake Michigan water, that body of water. We sell it to all the suburban areas, whether it's uh, Salt Village or whether it's uh, Winneka. We selling it, man, and we generate money that way. We, you know, just like all the parking tickets, you know, we generate money up the up the shoe, man. All the uh, but, but they are, but they, but they never have enough. Mm-hmm. They never have yeah, enough. They, 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 they never enough because they've been stealing, man. They've been stealing, all stealing, stealing. Apartments. We make money, man. Department of Revenue, man. God, man, they get money, man. Hand over fist. I had a let me say this. I had a I had a uh, couple of tickets that I got. Uh, I think last year sometime I went to a, a party at uh, on the den. You know what a den at? I went there and I had to, I parked on the Hopper, and they was on the Hopper giving out tickets, man. But when I went to court, I went to court on those two tickets. 
they had this administrative judge. He was a brother. He called everybody. It's about 35 people. Now, he called everybody up and told them to raise your right hand. He let everybody go. He just, he was like, no, I'm not going to let. His his thing was, I'm not going to let Ronnie Manuel charge these people. No, because they already paying high taxes. So he let everybody go. He threw out everybody. He threw everybody's stuff out, man. And that was great. That was a good thing to do, man. That was a beautiful thing. That was a beautiful yep. thing. Yep. And he was a brother. He, man. And, and his, the, his, the way he was talking was like, no, I'm not going to let Ron do this. And that's how he was doing it, just like that. But they, the city generates a lot oh. of money, man. They got a lot of revenue. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, that's, and that's the bottom line, man. And, uh, well, we hey, have, man, we I want to thank you. Go ahead. No, I just oh, no, I want to give man. you a uh, – did, did you want to oh, – go ahead. Go. We'll close it out. It's mm-hmm. two hours. Mm-hmm. Not be a chance to make a closing statement. But just say, say what you're going to – say whatever you want to come out the heart, man. Let it, let it flow. No, no, no. I just want to thank you for uh, having me on today, man, and touch on some of the issues and whatnot. You know, I stay on the issues, man. You know, especially I try to be current uh, being on the issues, and and I report some. And, you know, I, I'm on Facebook sharing stuff. I love Facebook. Facebook is a, it's a uh, media outlet that I love, you know. That's, the, oh, that's what I'm yeah, because you you know you in touch with people that you haven't heard in years, and they seek you out because they they run into your stuff and they seek you out, man, and that's and that's a good thing. And I'm so I'm so proud. Well, I really happy with, with my South Shore class, man. The South Shore South Shore family is strong, man. That's a strong family, man. With Charles Walton and and Trevor uh, <laughs> Allison and Brenda Scott and all those good people, man. Keith Porterfield, Kevin. Kevin Farmer, man, the list goes on and on, man. Stan Latham, oh man, yep. You know, it's man, it's 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 it's, it's really really nice thing, man. I'm proud of that. Well, I just wanted to say, here's my closing statement, man. I want to thank Brother Maurice White, man, for all those uh, great years, man. The brother started man. playing drums with Ramsey, Ramsey Lewis back in the day, man, and he. He opened our minds. When we was there, he opened our minds up, man. He has this spiritual thing going on, man, with Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the music, and the message in the music was off the charts, man. He crossed over. He crossed over. White folks loved him. Everybody loved him. All over the world, they love Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. The music, I don't think there'd never be no music like that, man, you know. Um, the man was off the charts. And we, we even had our, a song with... Uh, one of our high school songs with the reasons. I think we chose reasons, and I think uh, Susan Hicks. She she sang devotion. devotion. I remember that. Right, yeah, she right, sang devotion. Right. Was it devotion or was it reason? I, I made it was, it, was, it, was it, was, it was devotion. It was devotion. It was devotion. It was definitely devotion. Susan Hicks. Yep. Right, she sung that. Right, Amen. Yeah, she did. So um, she did. I appreciate. Oh yeah, and I appreciate. Um, my, I'm Maurice White, man, I really appreciate the brother, man. He was historic, man, awesome. The brother was a genius, man. He was a musical genius, and he came with it during the time that we that we needed him. And back in the day, he it even brought us together, man. With with Earth, Wind, and Fire music, man. It was they that kind of music. Stage. It was that kind of music. Yeah. Yeah, million dollar stage performance that they was doing, and they still perform it as of today. And every show that you see at Earth, Wind, and Fire, it can never be duplicated. But every show is off the charts, even now, with Verdine and Ralph Johnson 
and Philip Daly and those guys, man. And that's what I want to touch on. Thanks a lot, Maurice White, with Earth, Wind, and Fire. I want to thank you and your listening audience. Thanks a lot, Keith, for having me. And I appreciate you, my brother. Much love. Appreciate you coming on, Brother Carl. And I hope uh, next week we're gonna, we, I'm going to light it up with some uh, with some stuff I left out of the day. So I look forward to talking to you again next week, brother. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, my brother. All right, man. Take care. Much respect, man. Peace to you. Spread the love to the family. Okay. Thanks, my brother. All right, now. Later on. Okay, and uh, it's always good to talk to Brother Carl. We always have we always have good conversations all, all the time. I tell you, we we probably have just as good conversations off the air we do we do on the air. But I'm going to uh, close it out tonight, and uh, appreciate Sister Medina Nan some valuable information on uh, natural health, and Brother Carl some really good interesting information on how the water system works. I was asking Brother Carl as, as far as uh, can they take guests down there because hell, I want to go down there and check it out. So. Uh, you know, if it can happen, fine. If not, then I'll just have to use my imagination or do some Googling and find a video that shows it. But it's really got me interested in what's happening behind the scenes with our water. So I want to thank Brother Carl for that and thank him for uh, always good conversation that we, we always have between the two of us. And on that note, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power, peace.
been listening to We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network.